This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today, I'm going to be talking about the lymphatic system. And I will be talking about urinary retention. And after that, we'll pop up in a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, Bree. So the dust has settled the smoke is cleared the wedding is over and it's back to the grindstone how do you feel and i'm so sad i'm so sad that the wedding's over your flower Listen girl is here my flower girl she's like i want to be on the podcast today okay so yeah where were we um all right you want to go first today or you want me to um I'll just go first. I mean, now that the wedding's settled, everything's over, Michael and I are just a married couple doing our daily lives like we were doing beforehand. I've had time to do more research and I'm so excited because we've gotten more followers on Instagram and more subscribers to our, um, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play channels. Um, So this came from one of our listeners. Her name is Annette Robinson. She was asking about urinary retention, bladder retention, like what goes on with that? So with some, you know, coming from the Cleveland Clinic, what urinary retention is pretty much is the bladder does not empty all the way. It can be acute or it can be chronic, which means it can be sudden sudden or long-term. If it's an emergency, like if this all of a sudden happens out of nowhere and this, you know, there's pain, I would definitely go to the doctor right away. But there's a lot of things that could cause urinary retention. Um, It can happen sometimes when there's something that's blocking the free flow of urine through the bladder to the urethra. The urethra is actually just a tube that takes the urine from the bladder out of it to out of the body. Um, The problem can also be caused by drugs, antihistamines, um, antispematics, which is like um, detrol or uh, tricyclates and antidepressants like Elevil. They can cause urinary retention as well. Um, let's see. And men, blockage um, can also be caused by like the prostate. It could, yeah, like sometimes when people have BPH, that means their prostate is like, um, overgrown, I guess that's the easiest way to say it, mm-hmm. where it blocks the urine flow because it pushes on the urethra. So it's like, oh, I have to pee. You try to pee and then nothing comes out. So some people have to take medicine for that. Um, but like, infection- Like stepping on a hose, right? Yeah, kind of. Pretty much that's the best way to explain it. It's like you have this great flow and all of a sudden you kink it. That is what that is. And what it's saying is a lot of things can cause that. Infection and swelling can cause that. Um, Nerve damage can cause it, stroke, diabetes, multiple sclerosis. There's a lot of things that can cause it. So the best thing for it, if you have this, um, you can have take certain medication depending on what it is. Like if you have like an infection, you can take um, antibiotics or um, if it's just like um, like BPH, it, you can have surgery to help open everything up. Um, and the way you test for it is you have to go to your physician. They have to diagnose you. So they would do a physical exam. They could do a CT scan, a cystoscopy, um, or if it's like prostate, they'll do a PSA to make sure it's not cancer. Treatments depend on like exactly 
or which problem you actually have. So there's just a little bit about bladder retention for your listening ears. Yeah, and I know there's good evidence behind uh, saw palmetto as a supplement for um, BPH for, you know, for the prostate. Yeah, aspect. that's more natural, but not everyone can take that um, because if they're on certain medications, they can have interactions. Right, right. So you always need to like consult with your doctor before just starting something over the counter. Right. Okay. And of course we always have to mention the big C, right? I mean, cancer can cause some of this too. Am I wrong on that? No, cancer can cause, um, that's what the PSA is. Right. It tests for your um, prostate antigen. And if it's elevated, then it could be cancer or it could just be what BPH is, is benign prosthetic uh, or prostate hypertrophy, right. um, which means it's just blocking it. So, okay. Is there um, a patient asked me the other day, and I was like, I, I think the answer is no, but I want to double check. There's no such thing as bladder stones, right? I know it's gall and kidney, but there's no such thing as a bladder stone, right? Um, I, not really. I, I've heard of kidney stones and the gallbladder stones. Okay, maybe that's why there was confusion because the gallbladder and then the bladder are different things. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's some good information. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't happen to me anytime soon. I am 43, so I got to watch out for the BPH. You do. You should get tested. Well, it says there, look, I just Googled it and it says bladder stones. Bladder stones are hard masses of minerals in your bladder. They develop when the minerals in concentrated urine crystallize as informed stones. This often happens when you have trouble completely emptying your bladder. Small bladder stones may pass without treatment, but other bladder stones will need medication or surgery. Left untreated bladder stones may lead to infection and other complications. So you can have bladder stones as well. It seems like they're rare. I've never seen or heard of one. So I've hardly ever heard of anyone yeah. having bladder stones, but I'm sure if you work in urology and you see it every day, yeah. there's probably someone that comes yeah, in with that's that. That's true. I'm biased. That it's not like you come to physical therapy for bladder stones. <laughs> yep. And or to Synergy Health, where I just do pretty much sports medicine evaluations. So that's probably why I hadn't seen it. Okay. So some good info. Oh, what age do men, what's the suggested age they go get their prostate checked? Um, it depends. Um, because if you have a history in your family, I would say you need to go sooner rather than later. So I would say 30, 35. Okay. Um, but no issues. I would say 40, 45. So I'm overdue is what you're telling me. <laughs> Probably. Um, but it just depends. Um, it depends. It depends on like, I'm more conservative than um, most doctors. Like I don't see stuff like this every day. So I'm more like, you should just go get checked. It doesn't hurt. It takes two seconds. They just do a little feel. You, do, you can do this in your PCP exam. Um, so why wouldn't you go get it done? Right. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All great info. Uh, are you ready for some rehab? Yes, I'm ready to see what's going on in the DJ's corner. Okay, so we're going to be talking about the lymphatic system. Uh, in my opinion, an often overlooked system. So, you know, people probably heard of lymph nodes, probably had swollen lymph nodes where you're sick. Um, I didn't realize until I was a PT that the lymphatic system is everywhere. It's not just your neck. Uh, so it, it kind of looks like the cardiovascular system. So everywhere there is a blood vessel, there's pretty much a lymphatic vessel. 
and for the students out there, you're gonna, you're gonna always see in textbooks that it's depicted as green for some reason, and it's not green, just so you know, it's, it's clear or kind of milky white, depending on where it is in the body. So anyways, what its job is, uh, it's usually likened to being like a sewage system or you know, it's a filtration system in the body. It soaks up a lot of fluid from the, the spaces in between the cells, the interstitial space, and returns it back to the blood and cycles through stuff. Uh, and it also has a role in the in immune function. So it's a place where it um, finds pathogens, parasites, and attacks it. Uh, so there's also secondary organs like the spleen, the thymus, and there's some other ones as well. Uh, and if you get any sort of dysfunction, any of those organs, you get backup in the lymphatic system. All right. And, and there's a lot of fluid. I mean, we're 60% water. So I think it returns something like three liters of water to the blood every day. Uh, so if you get any kind of backup, you get swelling, edema, right? Um, so I bring it up because I get this question a lot, like, what do I do for swelling? And everyone wants to ice, right? You know, ice is the sort of the, it's almost dogmatic to ice things. Well, uh, the lymphatic system, if you look at the vessels, they're fenestrated or, or porous. Right. If you apply ice to an area, those pores become larger. So in other words, the job of the lymph system to push fluid through the tissues becomes harder because now they're porous and leaking more fluid. So the overall effect is you can actually increase swelling with ice. So, I mean, I never ice my patients, never ice myself. Uh, so the question is, oh, let me explain what the difference is too between that and the cardiovascular system. So the big difference is a pump. Right, the, the, the blood vessels, arteries, they have the heart, which can pump fluid through the, the, you know, the, the vessels. The lymphatic system does not have a pump. So fluid movement is reliant on actual physical movement, like muscle contraction, right? So just walking can actually push fluid through the lymphatic system. So there's a sort of older idea of you get an injury, you stop doing what you're gonna do and you ice it, it's like completely backwards. We need to not ice and we need to move, you know, non-threatening movement, non-painful movement. Um, that's why if you see uh, someone with a shoulder surgery and they're in a sling, they tend to have a little ball at the end of the sling. And that's not, you know, for grip strength necessarily. It's more to pump, right? If your, your shoulder's not moving, you got to pump that ball to get the fluid out of there. So you're just basically manually facilitating fluid uh, movement. Sorry, my thing cut out. Okay. I mean, that's... Um pretty I'm laughing I was laughing at you that the fact that you didn't know that it was more than just your neck um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes it is more than just your neck Chris and I'm happy that you learned something um but yeah the lymphatic system does a lot of things it pretty much helps our body excretes all the bad stuff yes oh and I want to bring up another point too uh, diaphragmatic breathing, so that's like belly breathing, can actually uh, facilitate some fluid as well. So if you look at the drainage, the sort of, there's two areas where it really drains. There's the, the upper right chest is responsible for draining the, the right neck and the head and the right arm. And then the rest of the body is all left-sided. Uh, and that comes up to the thoracic duct. Before it gets to the thoracic duct, there's a, a little sac called a cisterna chylae. And that's a big collection center for lymph. So that sits kind of right in front of your, your lumbar spine. So if you do a lot of belly breathing, diaphragmatic breathing, you, your abdominal pressure increases, 
and it pushes the fluid out of the cisterna chylate up into the thoracic duct. So even something as simple as like working on breathing can reduce swelling. So if you're swelling, the other thing too is it's one continuous system. So you could have swelling in your shoulder and diaphragmatic breathing and walking can help reduce the swelling in the shoulder. Oh, I believe that. Um, I'm just thinking like, does it help you burn calories? Does what? Walking or the- Breathing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably not a very significant amount. Hey, any kind of points I can get, I'll take. But Don't with they that say being like blinking is like half add, a calorie? <laughs> I think laughing you burn calories. So. Yeah, I have heard that. I've never really researched it. But. Um, but I'm ready to put more calories on, so let's pop open a bottle. Let's do it. Perfect. So, this week, as we're popping bottles, let me tell you, we have had... I'm going to, I was going to put, do another segment for good news of today. I may just do both because I'm in the Halloween mood. So Halloween is this weekend. I'm so excited. It's like one of my favorite holidays. Actually, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas are like my three favorite holidays. So these next two months, you're all going to have me in a really good mood. So first, I would like to say good news of the week. We are gaining followers on Instagram. We're gaining like listeners on um, iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. Thank you guys so much. Um, keep it up. Please share us. Please tell your friends about us. We love it. We love questions. We love getting like messages sent to us. Keep it up. This helps us with our content. And if there's something you would like us to take away or add, let us know. We're open to suggestions. Um, the Instagram page, again, is underscore poppin underscore bottles. Um, so go on there. Talk to us. We message right back. Um, and we just we pretty try to upload, which I'm, we're trying to do more so of, something at least two to three times a week. So that way, if you see something that you want us to talk about, just let us know. Now, Halloween-wise, the good news of today is, did you know that black cats are usually the last one to be adopted. But we have a Halloween good feel story for you guys. So a little kitty named Lucky um, is living up to his name. He was born a community cat, which I've never heard of, but it tells you that is used to be called a feral cat, which I guess was just out in the wild. Um, but this community in Virginia has a great program where they go around and they pick up the cats from the community, takes them to the shelter, and they try to socialize them. Apparently, cats only have about six weeks to be socialized before they're no longer labeled as good for pets. Um, so that made me excited and happy for this cat. They found this kitty at three to four weeks. So he only had like two weeks left before, you know, he was out of the socialization stage. Um, he's so cute. So Apparently, he was in the shelter with all of these other kitties. And, of course, his little tabby cat friends got adopted first. And they just left this little sweet little kitty. Well, then one family came along and adopted him. They thought he was the cutest thing ever. But then they brought him back like three days later. They said they didn't realize how hard it would be to raise a cat. So a couple of weeks went by. The poor kitty, no one wanted him until this cute little couple came along. They're Baltimore residents. Her name is Caitlin Hart and her fiance, Ben Owens, adopted little Lucky. 
right in time for Halloween. They said that they picked him because they love black cats and he seemed a little mischievous. So in addition, Hart said that she was adopted and she said that she felt like, yes, he's not a person, like a human, but he could be their child together. They took him home, made sure his house was already, and they are having the time of their life with him. Lucky loves to climb. Lucky loves to play with ribbons. Um, he's just, he, they say that he feels like he's a human. So that's the good news of the day for little black cat Lucky. Apparently he's not bad luck, but he's good luck. That is a warm, fuzzy story. My first cat was black, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, and he was a terror. He used to, uh, he loved the pillow, so he would get on my bed and then claw my head until I moved off the pillow and then just steal the pillow for the night. Oh, that is hilarious. That sounds like my animals. I just pushed them off the bed, though. <laughs> so now I jumped into that because I was so excited about that story and the other story. But Chris, what are you drinking? I am drinking, it's called Exodus. Uh, it is from California. Uh, from where in California? Par Parlier, California? I don't know where that is. Anyways, it is uh, aged in bourbon, which is, seems to be a trend these days, which gives it a little like toasty quality. It's really nice. Nice. Is it uh, mm. is this a blend? I think it's a blend. It doesn't say, so I'm guessing blend. All right, what about you? What are you drinking? I'm drinking something that is very simple because I'm trying to lose some weight from our honeymoon. Um, I'm just drinking a Bud Light seltzer. <laughs> it's oh, cherry God. flavor. It's not that bad. So I'm just going to, I'm on that kick for the next probably week and then I'll get back to wine. So I never understood the whole Bud Light Lime thing. Like, did you, first of all, do you like Bud Light Lime? No, I don't really drink real beer. Okay. I just like, I don't know why you'd buy Bud Light Lime when you can just buy a Bud Light and put a real lime in it. It's not that hard. <laughs> Doesn't Some make people sense are lazy. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's I mean, pretty, that's I'm that pretty lazy. Buy Bud Light. I would buy Bud Light Lime because I wouldn't want to have to go buy limes. Okay, I guess so. I'll take it. Anyways, <laughs> you want to go over uh, the restaurants? Um, sure. Okay. You go I, first. Okay. I'm going to choose the Bevy, a place that we joined you and Michael for brunch last weekend, um, down on third, third street, Naples. Yeah. First of all, they have two gorgeous living walls. You have a living wall. I, I'm going to like your restaurant. There's, there's two things I'm suckers for living walls and string lights. If you have those, like you can take my wallet, <laughs> but Beyond that, the, the service was awesome, beautiful place, food was fantastic. We had some ceviche, some octopus, all kinds of great stuff. Um, pancakes. Really yeah, pancakes, uh, interesting cocktails. Totally, we'll go back there. Oh, yeah, I love the Bevy. It is so yummy. Um, we've been there. I've been there a couple of times. It was Mike's first time, um, but it's so good, so good, mm -hmm. so good. All right, what you got for me? So I'm doing something a little closer to home. Um, the only reason I'm doing it this week is because it literally is only like 10 minutes from our house. Um, I enjoyed the beer wall. 
Um, and I can't remember if we spoke about this or not, but the reason why I'm thinking about it now is because on Wednesday, they have ladies night. The name of the restaurant is Oakenstone. So it's on Logan and Immokalee. And on Wednesday night, they have like $4 sangrias for girls, $4 rosés. Um, and then plus, if you go between the hours of, I think, 3 and 6, they have a uh, happy hour. So they have like $2 off Tito's, $2 off a pizza, $2 off beer. Like they have so many good deals. And that is why we love going there. Plus it's closer to the house. Yeah. We always get that pizza. I think it's called the Popeye. It's like ricotta and prosciutto and arugula. Oh my God. So good. I'm basic when it comes to pizza. I get a pepperoni pizza with black olives. So boring. Yes, probably (laughs) I am. I'm very boring when it comes to food because I don't like surprises. All right, Bree. So lay it on me. You got any questions for me to answer today? So our next segment is, are you smarter than a physical therapist? Um, Next season, it will be, are you smarter than a nurse practitioner? I'm going to make Chris ask the questions. All right, cool. I'm I'm down for that. So we'll do four questions today. First question. If a plane crashes on the border between the United States and Canada, where do you bury the survivors? I know this one. There is no survivors. Oh, sorry. No, no, sorry. I said it wrong. You don't bury survivors. There you go. Yeah. Survivors are not buried. Hold on. Yes. You don't bury survivors. Got it. Yep. Survivors are not buried. So that was good. Um, You thought about it for a second. All right. Next question. If it takes eight men 10 hours to build a wall... How long would it take four men? It's not as simple as 20. I know that. Eight men, 10 hours, four men. Can you reread the question, please? (laughs) If it takes eight men, 10 hours to build a wall, how long would it take four men? twice as long 20 hours it's not 20 hours really tricky it says no time because the wall is already built oh ah, damn it (laughs) that one is it was tricky all right question number three if you have a bowl with six apples and you take away four how many do you have i think you asked me this one last week you have four apples I didn't ask this one last week, but yeah, you have four apples. Okay. Let's try uh, yeah, I think one. it was a couple weeks ago you asked me that one. Um, I shouldn't I shouldn't tell you that, but I think our listeners will figure that out. <laughs> um, is it legal for a man to marry his widow's sister? His widow's sister. Is it legal for a man to marry his widow? His wife died. His widow's Sister. Oh, God. I can't see why not. I know the answer is no, or that doesn't exist, or something like that. Let's see. A widow's sister. Is it legal for a man to marry his widow's sister? Right? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> no. 
So it's not legal for a man to marry his widow's sister. But since he is dead, it would be hard to do so. Oh, God, that was so stupid. <laughs> this wine is really good. It's like 16%, I think. So. Uh huh. Go ahead and blame serious. it on the alcohol. <laughs> oh, my God, that's a really bad one. Um, here we go. Last one. If an electric train is moving north at 100 miles per hour and a wind and a wind is blowing to the west at 10 miles per hour, how, which way does the smoke blow? Up. Um, no. Okay, okay, all right. So a train's moving, and it doesn't say what direction, right? Yeah, it says, if an, it says if, the, if an electric train is moving north at 100 miles per hour, and uh, the wind is blowing to the west at 10 miles per hour, which way does the smoke blow? There is no smoke. It's an electric train. There you go. Good job. Right, redeem myself. <laughs> oh, I'm going to regret that one. Hi, Sophie. So guess what, y'all? Um, the contest is over on Saturday. So make sure you DM the code word. So the contest rules are on our Instagram page. Pretty much you need to like um, and follow the um, uh, Poppin' Bottles Instagram and the Clemson Women's All In. And then you need to say the code word, which is all in. Send it to me in a direct message and I will put your name in the drawing. Um, the drawing will be done on that Sunday, November 1st, and we will announce it next week on our podcast. And then I will mail you, I will send you um, a message letting you know where I need your address so I can mail you a brand new hat with a koozie and some cute little goodies, goodies inside. I want one. That That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cute package. Thank you so much, Clemson Women All In. And I can't wait for to um, you know get my DMs and the um, on the Instagram. All right. Well, what do you say? Should we wrap this one up? I think we should. Poor little Sophie. Well, tell my flower girl I said hey. Will do. This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Make sure you get those ten thousand steps in a day to to pump that lymphatic system. And we will and make see sure you. you go and hang on. Make sure you go and subscribe to us on um, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you can find us and like us and follow us on Instagram. Again, underscore popping, underscore bottles. We will talk to y'all soon. See you next week. Bye.